No Direction Network presents Pfizercon 2022 Seminar Coverage. For more great convention coverage, check out NoDirectionPodcast.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to PaizoCon 2022. Uh, I am Eric Mona, the Chief Creative Officer and Publisher uh, at Paizo, and you are watching right now the keynote address, the very first uh, broadcast from the Doubletree Hotel in beautiful SeaTac, Washington, where we are uh, after an absence uh, due to pandemic. Gathering um, in uh, once again with gamers. Uh, some of our staff uh, is present. Others are decamped in their in their uh, homes and are participating online. And we've got a whole you know weekend of programming for you both here online on the Twitch channel, or some of you are probably watching me at the show itself. So please, if someone has not already done so, when you checked in, allow me to be the first to welcome you to PaizoCon. 2022. Uh, we are still doing our best in the grips of uh, what I hope is the end of a pandemic. So uh, please bear with us. Uh, but we have got a great uh, program uh, and a ton of people that are really excited to talk to you about some of the upcoming Pathfinder and Starfinder products we've got coming throughout the rest of 2022 and just even a little bit into 2023. Uh, we also, of course, have online and live games going uh, for the whole weekend. Um, and you can check out the full schedule of events and our streaming schedule at paizo.com slash paizocon, where all the information about the show lives. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about some of the other stuff uh, at the show or during the show at the end of this presentation, but um, those of you who have watched me on one of these things before know that it is kind of my want to fill up the time as much as humanly possible. So I've got about an hour to go over 114 slides worth of stuff. Uh, you know, I've got my list and then they set me loose in the raw art files and things of all these books that are you know, either already at the printer or on their way to the printer or just getting started. And I've just scooped up a whole bunch of stuff and I've got a ton of things to go through with you guys today. Um, so excited to have you with us. Thank you so much for your continued support of Pathfinder and Starfinder. If you're just joining us for the first time, holy moly, we got a couple of great games we'd like to talk to you about, and we sure would love to play with you sometime as well. So I am going to uh, push some magic buttons and see what we've gotten. Ho, ho, look here. We have uh, the entry screen. This we'll look at a little closer in a moment, but this is the cover to the Dark Archive, uh, an upcoming Pathfinder book that I am super, super stoked to tell you all about. But before we get to that, let's talk about Starfinder. Starfinder is uh, our science fantasy role-playing game. Uh, it's been out for several years now, and we are on the cusp of something truly exciting. In fact, uh, based on some photos I've seen from the internet, some people already have it in their hands. And what is it, of course? I am talking about the Drift Crisis. The Drift Crisis is the newest hardcover book from the Starfinder line, and it is a 
uh, a, a system, not even a system, a galaxy-wide catastrophe has happened where the drift, the hyperspace dimension, has broken. And it is sending reverberations and repercussions through the entire galaxy. It is a major publishing event for us in the Starfinder line in 2022 and into 2023. Um, and by that, I mean it starts here with the Drift Crisis hardcover, which is available on store shelves, as as of now, it is a May release, 192-page hardcover book, and this sets the whole thing up. And really, where this came from is we were sitting around, we were talking about the Starfinder setting, which we love, and we were saying, okay, what you know, let's talk about this aspect of it, let's talk about this aspect of it. And one of the things we wanted to make sure that the setting answered is like, why not just why do you want to play in the Starfinder uh, world, but why now? What's happening right this second? Not a hundred years ago, not three hundred years ago not 2,000 years ago, but right now that makes it important to get uh, in your ship and start adventuring immediately. And part of the answer to that question was the Drift Crisis. So the Drift Crisis is a major catastrophe in the Drift, the hyperspace dimension, and it uh, is tearing rifts in the Drift, and it is setting up a series of uh, planar incursions from places that the Drift touches upon, and really causing a, a huge amount of catastrophe in the Starfinder universe. Uh, here's a, a closer look at that cover. We see some of the key uh, players. Uh, uh, here we see uh, there, it, I was talking about a planar rift to hell itself has opened and our iconic Starfinder heroes have got to deal with it. Uh, throughout the galaxy, forces mobilized to uh, react to the new normal that is created as the distance between certain planets shifts and changes, and everything is chaotic about interstellar travel, at least during the course of the Drift Crisis. But how long will the Drift Crisis go on? That is anybody's guess. Uh, some are embracing the chaos. Some love the opportunity for new piracy or the spreading of dangerous cults or uh, the uh, the evil spread of war and uh, dominion throughout the galaxy. Um, it is touching all parts of the Starfinder galaxy, not just the packed worlds, which are sort of this core system that we focus on the most, but also near space and the vast, the whole panoply of Starfinder's universe, all touch upon the drift and all are impacted when the drift goes haywire. Uh, through the challenges created by the Drift Crisis, new threats emerge and must be dealt with by brave heroes. And let's take a look at some of these characters that emerge uh, during the Drift Crisis. You may see some familiar motifs here um, and uh, some, uh, com uh, some, some familiar characters as well. Uh, so we see here some antagonists. And look at this, a big old dragon. I thought that was a pretty cool image and I wanted to pull that in. Um, the book itself is a very unique uh, book. It's not a campaign. It is a source book for your campaigns. So if you want to bring the Drift Crisis into your own original Pathfinder campaign, you can do that. If you want to go through a, a dozens of adventure seeds and campaign ideas that are provided in the book itself, the book is there to help you do that. There's even some guidelines on how to implement the Drift Crisis in any of the existing Starfinder adventure paths that we have done to date. And so the pain advice, there's rules associated with the Drift Crisis. Crisis. And of course, there's equipment and uh, there's a uh, some array of equipment here on this slide that you'll find in the Drift Crisis book. 
Um, and I should say, we have panels throughout this whole weekend that will go into much greater depth about this. And in fact, there's quite a lot of panel programming about the drift crisis that the Starfinder team themselves would take you through the whole process, um, uh, both how we made it and a little bit of what's in store in the drift crisis hardcover and some of the other drift crisis tie-ins, which I'll start talking about right now. If you want to check out the streaming schedule on paizo.com slash paizocon, you can get a glimpse at what times to pop back on to get even more deeper dives, not just on the drift crisis, but on any of the topics that uh, I'll be going over today in this presentation. So here we have a look at the Drift Crashers Adventure Path. And this is one of the most important components of the Drift Crisis Publishing Program. Uh, it's three adventure adventure paths, starts at first level, and it goes June, August, and October. So just starting next month uh, in the Starfinder bi-monthly Adventure Path series, we have Drift Crashers. And in Drift Crashers, you uh, play as the crew of a ship called the Marada that finds itself um, str uh, stranded in the drift and shunted to hell itself. From there, the starship uh, uh, merges uh, with a, a, a devil uh, ship that was fighting it at the time of the drift crisis. And uh, when those two ships combine, it gives you the power to crash through parallel universes, face strange versions of yourselves, and reach an apocalyptic future where everyone the heroes know is dead. Then it's off to save a Solarian monastery from a black hole, a side trip to Desna's personal home inside a star, and a final confrontation with the hero's diabolical nemesis and a four-dimensional tesseract. This adventure path is gonzo. Uh, crazy ideas in all three adventures. These are like high octane. You know, when we were talking about it, it's uh, hard not to sometimes you know, uh, relate Starfinder stuff to, to popular media. And, you know, we were thinking about particularly Star Trek in this case and, and how there are all those fun episodes like Future Imperfect or um, Yesterday's Enterprise or things where you get a glimpse of a different, the Mirror Universe, for example, where you get a glimpse of like a different reality. And one of the thoughts behind this adventure path is, well, what if we did a whole campaign of those things strung together? So if you're looking for some really high octane, exciting, mysterious, and, and very rapid fired, lots of different locations, the Drift Crashers Adventure Path is just a perfect opportunity to dive into it. And here's a look at the first adventure, The Perfect Storm by Jessica Redekop, and that is coming out, like I said, June. So we are right on the cusp of Drift Crisis action, and we have been working on this for over a year uh, at, at the office, and it is so exciting to finally have the Drift Crisis hitting people's hands. And once these adventures start, it's going to be even more exciting to see how people uh, react and, and what sort of shenanigans they get into when the, the universe itself is torn apart. Um, here's a couple of cool images that I pulled just to give you a glimpse at some of the fun in store in the Drift Crashers Adventure Path. Um, some really neat characters. The art is just on point. Uh, Starfinder's art is, is always really, really good. Um, and it's really a great way to envision all these fun aliens that you can battle, sometimes aliens that you can ally with, and every once in a while even sometimes aliens that you can be. And here we have even more cool characters uh, from the Drift Crashers Next up, I want to talk a little bit about Free RPG Day. Free RPG Day is on June 25th this year, and as usual, Paizo will be uh, participating. And we've got uh, full uh, free adventures uh, for both Starfinder and Pathfinder that you can just walk into the store and grab. And the, this is the cover for the uh, Starfinder one, um, and it is called uh, Skitter Warp. 
and it is a uh, our our favorite Skittermander uh, characters that we've been using in these free RPG day adventures for a couple of years now. Um, and they've uh, settled in on a home planet as of last year. But what happens when that planet is heavily impacted by the drift crisis? So this takes our fun sort of mascotty uh, Skittermander characters who all they really want to do is help uh, and puts them in a really precarious situation. Um, you know, about one session uh, worth of play, pre-generated characters provided. Very excited about Skitter Warp coming your way for free June 25th. We'll have uh, PDFs uh, and some limited copies for sale uh, about a month later on Paizo.com. But get them for free. Go to your local retailer and check out Free RPG Day. I want to talk about what happens after the Drift Crashers. And that is there's another three-volume adventure path right on its heels playing with the drift crisis and that adventure path is called drift hackers it is uh in many ways the exciting conclusion to the drift crisis so the first adventure path drift crashers is what happens when the player characters get caught up in the drift crisis but the second one drift hackers is more about what happens when player characters want to really investigate the drift crisis and maybe even bring it to a resolution it again is a three volume adventure path series starts in december 2022 and then we have follow-up volumes two and three in february and april of 2020 three starts off at seventh level so if you want to run from drift crashers right into drift hackers you can do that or if you just want to roll up some mid-level characters and get started uh, delving into the mysteries directly of the drift crisis you can do that as well so what's going on with the drift hackers the um the lack of response to the drift crisis by the goddess triune who was the one who really brought drift travel uh to everyone um is is sent her sent her domain alluvion the city at the center of the drift into chaos without word from their tripartite goddess the followers of triune do not exactly get along or know what is going on and triune's faithful have fractured into warring factions all the while the mysterious architects responsible for the drift crisis consolidate their power in triune's main temple the pcs must help to heal these divides and as they do they realize that their predicament is even worse than they could have ever imagined a three volume adventure path series starting in december of 2022 and going into the early months of 2023 drift trackers ties it all up brings it all together so over the course of the next year we're giving you six adventures all set before the backdrop of this drift crisis it is going to be an exciting series and we are so stoked to hear what you think about it when the ball starts rolling really in stores now with that hardcover and then next month starting with the firm of drift crashers um let's see what else we've got uh there are of course hardcover volume books in the starfinder line as well and the next one that uh, I want to talk to you about is Interstellar Species. Interstellar Species is a 192-page hardcover rulebook. Uh, it is the next rulebook following the Drift Crisis of, of this month, and it's coming out in November of 2022. Interstellar Species provides deep dives on 25 playable Starfinder species, each with thematic player options usable by any species, plus class options for seven classes, plus a new class. So let's take a minute to uh, look at some of the cool art that we've got in this book. Uh, there's the ever popular Awakened Bears. Uh, it's funny that we've put a ton of uh, thought and time and effort into the, the different, um, uh, different ancestries and species in Starfinder. And among the most popular 
are bears who wear clothes and talk. Who could have guessed? So that's pretty cool. Uh, here they are again. You know, it's a pretty nice lineup of the usual suspects. Uh, here we have some familiar uh, Starfinder species. And here's some more of them. We're going to go deep into all of these in Interstellar Species. Loving the looks of these guys. And there he is again. I think Awakened Bears look even cooler with sunglasses. Your mileage may vary. Uh, and then here, this is one I really want to talk about because this is the evolutionist. This is the new class in Interstellar Species. And this class allows you to transform yourself over time into either an eldritch being, a mechanized construct, a sepulchral undead, or a riot of biological potential, each with unique abilities and drawbacks should you allow your transition to go out of control. Uh, as an evolutionist, you can gain and spend mutation points during combat to gain extra abilities, and you have access to free and cheaper augmentations. So this is a great class for someone who likes to be versatile uh, and sort of adapt themselves to situations, and with all the different uh, species in Interstellar Species, there's lots of ways to hook that material into the evolutionist and truly make it uh, uh, your own character and, and a different character many many times uh when you play so that's the evolutionist really great uh art there of him or her i'm not really sure yet we're still working out the the background details on this character um but this is the look we also, of course, have some pretty cool accessories coming out uh, for Starfinder. The first I want to talk about are these Alien Archive battle cards. Uh, you may be familiar with these. They're five by eight cards uh, that we did for Pathfinder. And people said, well, why don't you do those for Starfinder as well? And we thought, well, hey, that's a good idea. So uh, we've already put out Alien Archive 1 and 2 battle cards. And then uh, Alien Archive uh, 3 and 4 battle cards uh, were, were scheduled to release in March and should be available now as well. So you can get all four... Alien Archives worth of mods uh, in those two packages, uh, and uh, those should be available in stores or on Paizo.com. Uh, also in the accessory line in June, so just next month, we've got Spell Card Supplemental. A big box of all of the spells from Starfinder, not just the core rulebook, but several of the follow-up volumes as well. And then this volume uh, with about 220 more cards brings us up to speed uh, with where we're at, uh, including Galactic Magic, the most recent book that we did. So this uh, is uh, going to get you a comprehensive collection of spell cards for all spells in the Starfinder role-playing game between uh, the spell card supplemental and the original spell deck. Um, and then that uh, comes out in June. Also, I'm excited to uh, uh, show, or maybe not show, but tell, uh, we are doing pocket editions of additional books. So last year we released the pocket edition of the... Um, core rulebook, and we're following up with a bunch more. Uh, uh, Alien Archive, Alien Archive 2, uh, Armory, and the Pact Worlds books. We'll all get um, uh, paperback uh, editions uh, starting in June and running through September. And as long as people keep buying those, we'll keep doing them. So we may even do more than that. So uh, been ready to see how people have picked up the softcover core rulebook, and our, our core rulebook sales on Starfinder continue to grow and be strong, and so so we're excited about where this program is going to go in the future. And one thing that makes us very excited about 
Starfinder is the concept of Stone Adventures. Last year, we started this line with uh, Junker's Delight and uh, Liberation of Locust One. And here we have the newest volume, which is coming out in July, and that's called Redshift Rally by Jessica Catalan. Redshift Rally is a really exciting adventure. We just sent it to the printer a couple of uh, months ago, uh, again, for a July release. It's a seventh level adventure. And it, in it, you take on the role of a interstellar racing team. Uh, it's the 20th anniversary of the Absalom Run Starship Race. Uh, the heroes step in after an accident and must help Redshift Revolution team beat their dastardly competitor, uh, from the company called Terminator. So you align with a, uh, a sponsor, you have a ship, uh, you get to go uh, across uh, the galaxy to land, sea, and air rallies. So there's lots of uh, high-octane vehicle uh, stuff in these this adventure. And there's lots of cool in-between race things too, like rivalries with different teams, talking to the media, subplots along those lines. Uh, this is just a really, really fun adventure. Uh, and one of the cool things about Starfinder its modern setting does allow us to get into stuff like media and sports and things that maybe uh, don't find as easy of a home sometimes in sword and sorcery starfinder gives us the opportunity to delve into those storylines and redshift rally is a delve with jumping in with both feet so here are a couple of the rival teams uh that one's pretty awesome uh, there, there's a big fire at the finish of the accident that happens that that lets you kind of come into the the picture and replace uh, some some injured pilots. Uh, yeah, it's more than just a fire there, folks. I can assure you of that. Um, and then following that up with another a standalone adventure called To Defy the Dragon that comes out in November of 2022. It's a 10th level adventure. Adventure again, 64 four-page standalone adventure. In this adventure, uh, a tyrannical dragon rules the planet Genrovis uh, with a adamantine claw, oppressing its people, hoarding resources, and controlling the world's dwindling energy. The heroes must delve forbidden ruins to find four legendary mechs from the ancient past. So armed, the heroes set out to defy the dragon. Will these four ancient mechs be enough to uh, to defeat a dragon? Well, that'll be up to the player characters. This takes a, a pretty common fantasy trope, you know, the going into ancient ruins, fighting a dragon, and brings it to the Starfinder universe. So uh, uh, getting a little vanilla in with the chocolate here, and we're excited to see what people think. There is in this adventure by Kendra Lee Speedling, uh, a primer on the planet of Genrovis, and some new star metal mech options. So lots of cool stuff if you're into the mechs that we introduced in Tech Revolution. Uh, this is a great next step for that. A 10th level adventure to defy the dragon. And we got another one coming up after that. This one is Drift Crisis Case Files by Dave Nelson, Emily Park and for Andrew White. Uh, this is going to be a really exciting adventure. This is uh, a mystery adventure uh, of three mysteries that were caused by the events of the Drift Crisis. So here we're getting into a little bit of a, a post-Drift Crisis world. What is How has the world changed? Well, that's a fantastic question. Um, we've got uh, three adventures in this one that'll give you some hints. Uh, it's a third-level adventure, a seventh-level adventure, and a tenth-level adventure. In Justice Case Files, the Player characters are private detectives from the galaxy-wide Eyes Wide agency, uh, and new requests for their services are pouring in in the aftermath of the Drift Crisis, and it is up to the player characters to get to the bottom of three dastardly mysteries, and that comes out in March 2023, about as 
far as we're going to go out to talk about in today's presentation. So we are delving deep into the future, folks. And that seems appropriate for Starfinder. But before we talk a lot more about the future, let's just take a little bit of a rewind and talk about the beginning of the Starfinder line. And he's talking about this compilation, The Dead Sun's Adventure Path. The Dead Sun's Adventure Path is the original Starfinder campaign. Uh, it is presented here as a 256-page all-in-one campaign hardcover. Now, the first volume, and maybe even the second by the time uh, Bizocon is over, uh, is unavailable at this stage. They're completely sold out. And so uh, this is going to very soon be the easiest way to pick up the entire campaign. Uh, this thing comes out in September of 2022 in both a regular hardcover and a, a faux leather uh, special edition with a bound-in ribbon and some foil embossed uh, cover. Uh, so uh, collectors will want to keep an eye out for that. We took all six adventures from the original Dead Sons Adventure Path and retuned them, uh, uh, fixed up some of the encounters based on player feedback, um, and we beefed up some of the NPC motivations as well, giving the heroes more motivation to do things like boarding the Empire of Bones in the final adventure, uh, shoring up why certain NPCs act the way that they do, um, and things of that nature. Really the same adventure as uh, before, but just a little bit cleaned up and presented in a convenient single hardcover format. Uh, as this was the very first adventure, and it does start it at first level, it also makes a perfect introduction to the Starfinder role-playing game. And look for this coming your way in September. Uh, one thing you're going to note, I don't have a lot of images of it here, but one thing you're going to note is there's a ton of beautiful new art in this book. So I was just stunned when I went through this, uh, kind of expecting, all right, well, it's mostly going to look like it did before. No, my friends, it looks much, much better than it did before. And it looked awesome the first time around. So pretty excited to uh, get Dead Sun's Adventure Path out in a compiled form. First ever compiled Starfinder uh, Adventure Path. And we are just so stoked to bring it in this format to the Starfinder audience. And that, uh, I believe, brings us to Pathfinder. Uh, by my looks like we're about halfway through this thing and I've got probably two thirds of the slides left. So let's go relatively quickly. I have so much to talk about. Second edition is doing great. People are really coming into it all the time, are excited about it, whether they're converting over from first edition, whether they're coming over from 5e or whether they this is their first role playing game. We are just hearing so much good feedback and seeing some really exciting numbers when it comes to people's adaptation of or adoption of Pathfinder second edition. Love to give a, a special shout out to all the fans on Paizo.com's message boards and, of course, uh, on the Pathfinder 2 subreddit, uh, which has been just a wonderful community uh, where actually a lot of Paizo um, creators hang out. So come check us out over there. Uh, really super friendly and welcoming Pathfinder 2nd Edition community, which as of these uh, right now, it's got about 43,000 members. So hooray to all of us and especially to all of you. So let's get into it. Pathfinder in 2022 and a little bit into 2023. All right. So I'm not going to talk much about Book of the Dead. Book of the Dead just came out like a month ago. You're all familiar with it. Um, super cool book, getting really good response, and we're very happy with it. Uh, the, the sort of post-core strategy that we're taking where we're doing, you know, Secrets of Magic and Guns and Gears, and we're really doing deep dives on a specific topic seems to really be resonating with people and it's giving us a lot of opportunity for freedom creatively in the books as well. And Dark Archive is just the next step in that evolution. And uh, again, I, you're going to hear me say this a hundred times, you probably already have, but I'm so excited about the Dark Archive. The Dark Archive 
uh, is a uh, Pathfinder Second Edition treatment of all things paranormal, and there is some really unnormal stuff in this book, and I couldn't be happier. So here's another look at Wayne Reynolds's beautiful, beautiful cover. Um, it, it features two new iconic characters, uh, and they, of course, are a major important part of this book because there are two brand new classes in Dark Archive. So let's talk about them for a second. On the left, we have uh, Thalion, who is our male elf psychic. Uh, the psychic allows you to tightly focus your character around a psychic power beyond just telekinesis spells. You can throw stuff around, sure, but you can also wield swords at a distance. You can stop arrows midair, and you can do it all day long. You also specialize in reusable cantrips and focus spells. There's 24 different types of psychic, and it, they're built between a combination of the conscious, which is sort of what they they cast and the subcon how they cast it and so lots of different combinations you can create a ton of variety within the new psychic class and here we've just got a really cool looking iconic character to go along with it so everyone say hello to Thalion next to Thalion uh, we have our iconic Thaumaturge and that is uh, uh, Mios Mios is a non-binary human Thaumaturge uh, he's uh, sorry, they are a former night coach driver, and now they have gotten into thaumaturgery. So what is a thaumaturge? Well, the thaumaturge is sort of the quintessential magic dabbler slash detective that lets you play all sorts of occult monster hunters. You're steeped in more of a ceremonial and symbolic kind of mysticism than a baseline wizard or a cleric. There's lots of story hooks that just kind of come naturally to a character like this to infuse them with mystical flavor. Mechanical Mechanically, you have a wide range of implements and feats that draw upon every magical tradition. And over the course of your camp, uh, your career, uh, your thaumaturge will be able to specialize in three of a potential nine different implements. And by implements, I mean things like that lantern or just special uh, magical doodads. And uh, you, these will provide a ton of different combinations that make sure that your thaumaturge is different than someone else's. The thaumaturge is a full martial class. Uh, they specialize in what we call sort of identify, then destroy play styles. So think of it like a werewolf. You know you're fighting a werewolf. Well, what should we do? Oh, well, we should use silver. We should use wolfsbane. You, you have a, a connection and a knowledge through your occult lore of different weaknesses for monsters. It's a full martial class. You deal more damage to creatures with classic fantasy weaknesses like silver versus werewolves and just gives you some interesting advantages uh, over um, uh, that type of creature. And so again, that is the Thaumaturge. Say hello to Mios, our iconic Thaumaturge. Uh, in addition to these new classes, Dark Archive provides an eclectic variety of rules themed around eight major types of paranormal phenomena, such as cryptids or temporal anomalies. Uh, and each one of those has uh, a, a, some like a dossier taken from the titular Dark Archive and also a short adventure. So this has not only player rules, but also some treats for them and for everybody to play through to not just experience this stuff in theory, but actually kind of throw it into the game. Here we see a sort of dark ritual, which certainly plays into the theming of the Dark Archive.
Uh, here we have uh, some sort of cryptid stuff going on. There's Harsk dressed in what I have to assume is a, is a Hodag costume fighting a nasty Chimera. Uh, and here we've got an interesting trio of characters that illustrate a couple of fun things about this book. On the left here, uh, that gentleman uh, represents secret society adjustments. These are abilities you can add to NPCs to theme them, like speaking in codes, having connections to get out of uh, consequences, or having unseen teammates set up traps in the battlefield. So what are the benefits of being a member of a secret society, for example? Well, it might be some of these secret society adjustments. In the middle here, I just could not resist. This is uh, an NPC, and I picked him just because it's a Kanrasu, you folks. It's from the Mwangi Expanse book not too long ago, one of the most popular sort of breakout. I'd have to say one of the strangest ancestries that we've done, and thus, of course, means one of my favorites and a favorite of a lot of other people. So I, I, I wanted to show this in here to show that we, you know, we don't just introduce something and then leave it. You know, we're going to revisit a lot of this stuff over time, and the Kanrasu definitely will be, uh, you know, appearing again not least of which here in the Dark Archive. And then on the right, we have a member of a Arcadian School of Monks from one of the mini-adventures. So these mini-adventures take you all over the world of Galarian, including places we have only just sort of delved around the edges of. So there's some very exciting locales to visit in the Dark Archive as well. Uh, and then here would be an example of a map from uh, one of those mini-adventures. Uh, there are eight of them in the book. Um, uh, and there are new class expansions and subsystems as well. And there's smaller stuff like feats, spells, and gear spread throughout. So lots of stuff for players, a ton of stuff for GMs, really anyone who's interested in exploring the paranormal in their game or interested in picking up a psychic or a thaumaturge character will find lots to love in the Dark Archive book. And again, Dark Archive is scheduled uh, for uh, July of 2020. Uh, of 2022 so we don't even have very long to wait this thing is already at the printer and we cannot wait to get it in your hands but my friends there's a book that i want to talk about that comes next that we have never announced and it is the next book in the pathfinder role-playing game line and that is treasure vault so treasure vault shown here with a beautiful new cover by uh, wayne reynolds um is uh, coming out in February of 2023. It features over 50 new and returning weapons, including much-anticipated fan favorites from Pathfinder 1st Edition, like the Falcata and the Earthbreaker. So if there's a weapon from PF1 that you've been kind of like, why haven't they come back yet? It's probably going to be in this book, along with a bunch of stuff you've never, ever seen before. It also features new shields and armor from wooden breastplates for druids to the magical starfall shield that turns you into a living comet. So uh, we are definitely going high octane with some of this stuff. An entire chapter in this book is called Alchemy Unleashed, and it introduces more than 100 new alchemical items, covering everything from lozenges to flamethrowers. There are also magic items of all shapes and sizes, from magical tattoos to artifacts like Shellen's Whisperer of Souls. And there is an entire chapter of new, variant, and expanded crafting rules for folks who don't want to just wait for cool treasures to come their way, but want to make them themselves. So this is your one-stop treasure shop. A ton of new equipment, ton of new stuff for your players to make win or steal all coming your way in the treasure vault 
February 2023. This one is going to be a massively, massively useful book at every Pathfinder 2nd Edition table. We all need more treasure. We all crave more treasure. And it is coming our way in February of 2023. All right, let's talk a little bit about some accessories that we've also got in the near future. This is one, you guys, I'm like a broken record. I'm so excited about this. So this is uh, the deck of endless NPCs. Um, and that is something that uh, we are, uh, it sort of plays off the deck of many worlds that we did in Starfinder a little bit. Um, and that's coming out in July, 110 cards. You can just kind of make your own NPCs by putting different card combinations together. Huge variety of options. Very, very exciting. Great for just making up some characters on the fly. Uh, we also are following up our very uh, popular battle card series with battle cards set on the Book of the Dead. And also the Abomination Vault's Adventure Path, which is a topic I'll talk about in uh, greater detail in just a few minutes. Um, the Abomination Vaults come out in October, about 175, 200 cards in there. And then the Book of the Dead uh, cards, all the monsters from the Book of the Dead uh, with some variants, 120 cards that comes out in August. So those of you who know the convenience of having these cards at the table are going to get a ton more variety with these two packs alone. And uh, they should make uh, worthy additions to your battle card collection. All right, next up, let's talk standalone adventures. Out this month, Shadows at Sundown, an 11th level adventure by Landon Winkler. And it is, in many ways, a return to Corvosa, the site of the Curse of the Crimson Throne adventure path, one of the most popular adventure paths we ever released in Pathfinder 1st Edition. Uh, we are returning to the city of... of uh, Corvosa. There is, as with all Pathfinder standalone adventures now, an associated flip mat that comes out at the same time, so you don't have to draw the dungeons. They're provided for you. Um, that is a pretty nasty little look at the cover. Um, and then I got a couple of other characters here, like the ghost of Queen Iliosa herself. Oh, spoiler! Uh, uh, the ghost of an important dignitary from the town of Corvosa. Uh, and we also have uh, a Grey Maiden, um, a, a, a society of uh, female warriors uh, who have been very, very popular since the moment they were introduced way back in 2008, I think it was, in the uh, Curse of the Crimson Throne adventure path. So it, the adventure works great if you've never played that kind of familiar motifs and themes if you have so shadows at sundown coming out this month may already be out um by the time you see this uh give it a check out because it's gonna be cool it's eventful it's gonna have a meaningful impact on the campaign and it's a return to a place we haven't really been to much in second edition so that's exciting too speaking at this this is the full cover for this year's free rpg day adventure for pathfinder a fistful of flowers by eleanor farron and linda zias palmer uh two of the most creative members of our creative staff powering together to do an adventure of something they both really love, uh, which is Leshies. And who doesn't love Leshies? Uh, these guys uh, and gals are some of the coolest uh, second edition uh, ancestries available. People absolutely love them. And we thought it would be fun to do an adventure where you all get to play Leshies. So uh, we, we asked Eleanor and Linda to, to take it on. They were happy to do it. And they've created just an amazing, super fun adventure that, again, is absolutely free. June 25th in games to participate in game stores, but a month later on paizo.com. Uh, and uh, I highly recommend you check this one out because it's a laugh a minute and uh, leshies are, are, are representing, you know, everybody loves the leshies. Here's another thing people seem to really love. Kobolds. So Wayne Reynolds redesigned the look of Pathfinder Kobolds with Pathfinder 2nd Edition. They've been 
entirely popular. Many of you have probably seen WizKids is now making life-sized kobolds, uh, similar to the life-sized goblin you'll be able to see behind me again in a few minutes here. But um, here is the marriage of the new look of the kobolds with really a, a pretty important moment in history. Something that, that I think is worth mentioning is that 2022 is Paizo's 20th anniversary. Uh, I am one of the dinosaurs who came 20 years ago with her, so I've been here the whole time. And, uh, and one of the key moments there was in about 2007 when we released our first ever standalone adventure, Crown of the Kobold King. And we are so excited to bring that back in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, where we've gone through and taken a bunch of the original adventures. We've done Hollow's Last Hope, the original Crown of the Kobold King, and an adventure called Hungry Are the Dead, plus a new level of the Kobold King's dungeon designed by uh, original Kobold King author Nicholas Logue. Uh, and uh, we put that all together into a massive 128-page hardcover compilation to celebrate Paizo's 20th anniversary and uh, also to give everybody an updated, really great starting adventure for first level characters. So let's take a look. There is the uh, the Kobold King himself. Never looked so good. Some Kobolds uh, ready to cause some trouble. Uh, incidentally, one thing that's changed significantly since we first put this out is you can be a Kobold now. Kobolds are not uh, just a, an enemy uh, humanoid like they were when we first did Pathfinder back in 2007. They are uh, vibrant, not even necessarily evil, viable uh, player ancestry choice. So there are some tips about what do I do if I'm running Crown of the Kobold King with an all Kobold party? I actually think that would be wonderful. Anyway, here we have a re-envisioning of Hollow's Last Hope, which was literally the first adventure we put out. It came out at, uh, I think, the very first free RPG day back in the day. So we've updated that adventure. Here's a look at uh, an updated version of Hungry or the Dead. Um, and some other fun stuff. Now, this adventure in many ways sort of presages some of the stuff that's happened near the end of first edition. So there are magical seals in the Kobold King's dungeon that relate to the release of the Whispering Tyrant. So if you want to play this as part of the ongoing sort of meta story of Pathfinder, this is a really great place to start. If you don't care about that, uh, this is also a super great place to, to start. You just let that part go by and you don't really pay too much attention to it. All right. So over the course of 128 pages, this will take you from first to sixth level. I'm like I said, it's an introduction to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Uh, this will come out in both a standard and a special edition, and it will uh, release uh, in August. Okay, and let's take a look at some of the maps from Crown of the Kobold King. You can see there's a number of dungeon levels to this thing, including the new one I mentioned. Uh, and it is a really traditional sort of dungeon crawl adventure. Uh, classic themes, uh, battles against kobolds. It should be a lot of fun. All right, now this is Knights of uh, Last Wall. This is already out. It came out last month. I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but I pulled so much awesome art from this thing, I just couldn't help look at, uh, but have all of us look at it. Uh, this is a 128-page hardcover book in our very popular Lost Omens line. Uh, Eleanor Farron and Luis Loza and others do a wonderful job um, caretaking this line uh, and uh, just some gorgeous art. Uh, Ekaterina Burmack's cover here is wonderful. Uh, we get a look at the Knights of Last Wall, uh, both sort of their history, but also what their current status is now that their uh, country has been reduced to ashes by the Whispering Tyrant. Uh, that'd be the Gravelands. Uh, there's gear, 
different uh, characters, different gods. This Arasni here on the right, uh, people seem to really be uh, responding well to uh, to her appearance in this book and just her whole story since the beginning. She's had quite a journey um, and just lots of cool stuff. So there's sections in this book about the Gravelands, the Eye of Dread, Absalom, the Broken Lands, Shining Kingdoms, and other places where the knights are active. So again, won't talk too much about this because you can go buy it already or you, some of you probably already read it, but what a rad book. All right, speaking of rad books, here we've got the travel guide. This is the next volume in the Lost Omens line. It is 128 pages long. It comes out in July. And this is a book that we have been excited about doing something like this for a long, long time. And the team just jumped onto this thing with uh, with with uh, no abandon. And this is so, so cool. What it is, is it is a cultural guide to the world of Galarian. So it's not just a big list of history. It's not facts. It's not even like, you know, there's a ton of adventure hooks in it, but it's focused purely on the cultures of the world of Galarian. So what do I mean by that? Well, um, here's a spread that is about fashion and it talks about different aspects of why people dress the way that they do. There are things like recipes in this book. Uh, there are famous structures. So an overview of some of the most famous locations uh, in the world of Galarian. There's also uh, overviews of important rituals and holidays. Uh, you can see here on the left, there's even stuff about sports, games, food, fashion, clothing, architecture. If you've ever kind of wanted to go one step further below just the history and sort of say, yeah, but what's it like? That's what we really wanted to bring forward with the travel guide. So the travel guide has lots to offer. Very exciting book coming out in July. Uh, we'll be talking a lot more about that in some of the other panels. So pop over to paizo.com slash paizocon and uh, take a look for where we're talking about the Lost Omens. And they'll definitely have more information about the travel guide in that panel um, games of chance pretty awesome and of course lots of different items and fun gameable content it's not all just stories and neat ideas there's stuff you can use in your campaigns and your one-shot games as well all right let's talk about the next giant and gush i mean giant in this case source book for lost omens and that is the impossible lands uh so the impossible lands is a world guide that covers the lands of nex geb the mana wastes Elkenstar, and the uh, the titular impossible kingdom of Jelmeray. So these are locations uh, on uh, about the east coast of Garund for the most part, uh, our southern continent. We'd always sort of said as we move further from the equator, both to the north and to the south, things get weirder. Things get higher fantasy. And nowhere that we've developed so far is that more clear than the impossible lands. So let's uh, talk a little bit about what's in this book. Uh, we are going to give you dives into all the nations that I mentioned. Each nation provides rules rules options, as uh, well as uh, magic, uh, like necromantic components for Geb, some South Asian weapons for Jalmeray, and so on. There's information on a host of rain gods and a bestiary of nukes that are similar to this land. If you're uh, familiar with what we did with the Mwangi Expanse book or the Absalom book, this is really the next in that sub-series of, of big meta-region books. So we are going to go super deep into this. This thing is 334 pages, super, super long. Uh, there are locations in this. The Isle of Bopan gets a secret little special shout-out that was mentioned in Pathfinder number one way back in the day. So we finally are delving deeper into that, uh, following up on some things from Pathfinder Society organized play a few years ago. This is Oenopian, the uh, the sort of uh, ooze town in Nex, uh, where there's like pieces of this like old summoned or created flesh forged creature that's still like 
just slimed all over half of the the town pretty awesome uh and here we got something from Jelmeray, i believe uh this would be the mana wastes i really like treating each of these locations like full-on countries and giving them the deep dive span so if you like that book possible land should follow right up from there wow that is so cool that is a uh, a town in nex Here's some of the unusual characters and creatures. And you can be a lot of these folks as well. There are several new ancestries in this book. The Venara, the Gorin, sort of uh, people who were, uh, evolved from magical food. Uh, the Nagaji, uh, the Vishkanya. Uh, and this one here on the right, the Kashrishi, uh, who are little uh, sort of rhino people. Uh, and uh, look at that cute pet this one's got. Wonderful. Excited about all these. Uh, so these were some of my personal favorite uh, ancestries in Pathfinder 1. And seeing them come to Pathfinder 2, super exciting. This is a part of the world that's very close to my heart. And it's so exciting to see what others have done with it uh, in this book, Impossible Lands, coming in November. All right. As usual, I'm running a little bit short on time, so I'm just going to kind of rifle through some of the rest of this stuff this is the uh, pathfinder lost omens books are starting to get special editions so in july we're going to spe uh, start special editions we're going to go monthly with these things until we catch up and then we'll start releasing special editions day and date with lost omen books going forward uh let's talk about the abomination vault so this is already uh or this is out now or about to come out uh, 256 pages it's the most popular second edition hardcover getting a compiled version uh and it is amazing it looks great uh adventures by Paisocon guest of honor, Vanessa Hoskins, James Jacobs, and Stephen Randy McFarland. The reaction to Abomination Vaults has been phenomenal, and uh, we're giving it to you all in one big fell swoop in uh, about now. Um, here we go. We've seen some of these before this. Abomination Vaults, a giant dungeon right outside the town of Otari, which is featured in Adventures, not far from the city of Absalom, so it ties in with a bunch of other cool stuff. But it's a nice standalone starter campaign. Speaking of ice campaigns, Kingmakers finally coming out, everyone. So this was a thing we crowdfunded a couple of years ago, ballooned way out of our expectation and frankly ability. Uh, but we finally have uh, put a, a, a knife in the heart of this Jabberwock and it is so amazingly awesome. I can't even believe it. Uh, there's a massive campaign book. There are 5e bestiary. There's a 1e bestiary. So you can use those as companion volumes to run through the campaign. There are flip mats. There are character kingdom tracking uh, sheets there's a special uh, uh gm screen there's so much there's so much oh my god so check it out it's super awesome and this thing's coming out in uh we believe to backers in september and then in stores in october so if you missed the campaign don't worry you'll be able to get all but a couple of the campaign exclusive items certainly the whole story in the book you'll be able to get introduce new material from owlcat's kingmaker video game as well to flesh it out it's pretty amazing all right outlaws of alkenstar is a three volume adventure path <clears throat> starts in April. It's already out, the first one. There's a great module for this uh, with our partners over at Foundry VTT. I highly recommend everyone check out. I, I can't believe how far technology has come. Uh, it check that out. And it's fitting, too, because this is a technology adventure path in some ways. It is a bit of a steampunk endeavor, as you can see. Uh, I love Sheriff Dewey here. Um, uh, you know, it, you play as outlaws. You're not necessarily bad guys, but you're not necessarily good guys. And that is Outlaws of Elkenstar. Stunning conclusion. Super excited. There's much more about this in other seminars. We'll follow that up with Blood Lords, where you play <coughs> Lords of the Undead Kingdom of Geb. 
six volume adventure path again you're not evil characters necessarily but you're probably not good um this is a big long campaign set in geb ties in with the impossible lands lots of fun lots of mystery lots of political intrigue and of course lots and lots of undead Here's some of the cool characters there. And then let's talk briefly about the first adventure path in 2023. And that is an adventure path called Gatewalkers. After traversing a strange glowing gateway, the player characters become paranormal investigators to determine the cause of a global amnesiac episode. Their quest takes them to lands near, far, and outside reality altogether. The action starts in the River Kingdoms of Seven Arches, and from there, uh, the the characters go all around the place. Uh, you uh, uh, have through this gate, which has messed with your memory a little bit, but it's also left you with some strange psychic powers. Uh, it ties in loosely with the Dark Archive book. It is sort of X-Files meets Pathfinder. Three volumes starting in January. First level, the truth is out there. There. All right, in January, we're going to do Fist of the Ruby Phoenix, folks. So Fist of the Ruby Phoenix is a compiled 256-page adventure path similar to Abomination Vaults. It's set to release for Pathfinder 2nd Edition in January of 2023 and maybe other games later. Uh, but uh, we're focusing on PF2 for now, and that's going to come out in January. There's going to be a special edition. There's going to be battle cards. Uh, Patrick Rennie's going through this whole thing. He was the developer on the first one. We'll be developing and, and fixing this up uh, with not fixing it up, but, you know, incorporating fan feedback and things. Adventures by James Case, Luis Loza and David Ross. Very popular adventure path. Starts at seventh level. A great place to keep going once you finish the Abomination Vaults. And our second Pathfinder 2nd Edition compiled adventure path coming January 2023. A giant martial arts tournament and you are invited. I want to talk just briefly about Goblin Firework Fight. Just came out. It's a fun party game. We have examples at IsoCon for you to come and play with the staff. And uh, it's just high octane, super exciting. You got a little bag of treasure you're passing around, stealing from each other. There's a greased pig. What more could you ask for? Goblin Firework Fight. That is coming your way. Well, it's already out. You can get it now. Please do. And that brings me uh, to the end of my presentation. Here I am back in my COVID sanctuary uh, of my office. Um, so uh, before I wrap things up, I want to send out a couple of quick thank yous. I want to especially thank... <clears throat> On the Paizo staff, Tanya Woldridge, who's been organizing the whole campaign. Alex Spidell, who's been running the organized play both online and across the hall uh, here at the Doubletree Hotel. I'd also like to take a moment to send a special thanks to Aaron Shanks, uh, our marketing manager, for putting uh, the stream together. And, of course, to our friends at Two Kings Entertainment, who are providing all the technical assistance and making sure these streams go out. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you so much, Two Kings. Thank you to our voluntary GMs, uh, both at the show and online on our Discord. You can check out the full schedule events at paizo.com slash paizocon. Couldn't do it without our GMs. Thank you to our panelists, both on the staff and uh, Paizo's uh, great cadre of freelancers, some of whom are participating in our programming. Thank you to the United pa uh, Paizo Workers Union for all that you do to make the company better. And you do that every single day. So thank you for that. Thank you to our special guests, the Glass Cannon Podcast Network. And they just this week finished their multi-year Giant Slayer campaign for Pathfinder 1st Edition. So congratulations to our friends at the Glass Cannon Podcast. Can't wait to see what you have in store next. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing uh, your live performance exclusive to PaizoCon. You got to be at the show, folks, to see it. 
It's happening on Saturday. So exciting. They've got another local show here Friday night. Also, thanks to our guest of honor, Vanessa Hoskins. Vanessa's name popped up a few times in this presentation. She's been a huge part of our freelancers for a while. We're thrilled to have her here in Seattle with us and on a couple of our panels. Thank you, Vanessa, for joining us. And lastly, I'd like to say thank you to all of you for participating, not just in PaizoCon Online or PaizoCon here at the Doubletree, but just in Paizo period. You know, as I said earlier, I have been here for 20 years at this point, um, and it's just been so gratifying to see the way that the Paizo audience has grown, become more diverse, uh, you know, brought different new viewpoints to to the table. Uh, and, and it's so awesome to see uh, Paizo and Pathfinder and Starfinder are places to make new friends, and we've surely made a lot of them over the years. And it's so exciting to be back here at PaizoCon where we get to hang out. That's what this whole thing is about. So please join us in the bar. Join us at the Discord. Join us at the game table. So excited to have you all here on behalf of the entire Paizo staff. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for being part of this vibrant community. We've got lots more to share with you about everything I just talked about, plus some stuff I didn't. So stick around here on the channel. Come find us at the con. We are thrilled to be here with you. We are thrilled to talk with you. And we just thank you so much for everything you've done for us over the years. And we look forward to doing it for quite some time to come. So cheers, everybody. Enjoy the convention. All right. Bye, everybody.